came to us in 1998. I always get when Courtney was born and when the church was born a little different. Um, but he came here kind of like Abraham, just following the call of God. He's been with us ever since. Um, I think it's give honor where honor is due. He's been an Aaron and her to Pastor Hank and I since that day. Um, he was a son to Pastor Hank. He was someone always in and out of our home, helping us, helping us in many areas and helping the church. If I listed everything he does for the kingdom in this church, it would be endless. He's a true servant leader called by God, ordained by word of life. And we are so excited to receive from him. As I said, none of us are looking for standing ovations for you. We just want you to listen to the word, amen? And just get a part of what God is doing. But would you please welcome one of the greatest servants of this house, Pastor Todd. Haggard as he comes. Don't make me cry at the beginning. I was going to like try and use that as a, a dramatic effect or something later on. <laughs> but for real, that's going to take me a second. Um, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm pumped. But man, the Holy Spirit just decided to sit on me all of a sudden. So, whew, and that's what I prayed for. I mean, <laughs> might help. Who, you know, who thought? Um, uh, let's pray and i try and regain myself here. Father, it is a deep honor to speak in your house the words that you have given me. Holy Spirit, you know what you put in my heart. And I just ask that I convey that because we need it. I needed it. Our church needs it. So, Father, I just ask that the flow of the gifting that you've given me comes, Father, that I say what I need to say. I don't say what I don't need to say. But most importantly, that your spirit is imparted today in the way that your children need it. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, golly. I did not expect to... I told him he could do whatever he wanted to. I wasn't planning this. <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, caramba. Okay, um, let's work on this here. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who prayed. Today I am going to give testimony to a great deal, but also try to inspire about my journey recently. Um, if you're not aware, I had my hip replaced about four weeks ago, four weeks ago, Friday. And very much coveted the prayers that this house provided. I could not have done it without Jesus and your prayers and my wife. I mean, it was, when they say surgery is traumatic, they ain't teasing. Um, <laughs> So thank you for all your prayer and support. When, at this point, it's about two months now, and <laughs> our, ser our series lately, and I'm, I'm going to tie it right into what Pastor Rhonda's doing, our series lately has here, been, Here I Am, Lord, Send Me. And, you know, we want him to send us, but, uh, you know, sometimes we, we got this bum leg. You know, we're willing to go. We're willing to go, but we can't. We physically can't do it. 
Pastor Barb did a great job last week, you know, and she's using the illustration of jumping to the next rock. But sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we know we can't jump. We want to. We have the faith. We have the, you know, we, we got things in, in line. But we know we just can't do that. You know, that's how we found out that I had arthritis because the doctor twisted this leg like that. Oh, no problem. The doctor twisted that leg. Oh, my God, look. Holy guacamole, I thought you liked me. Yeah, your hip's bad. You need to go see an orthopedic surgeon. Okay. You know, we, we have, we find ourselves with challenges. We find ourselves with infirmities, with the issues. Yeah, we're willing. God, I'm, I'm down, God. But I have this problem. I've prayed, and I've prayed, and I've prayed, and it still hasn't moved. You know, and so let me give you a little bit of the journey. Um, I just started having pain, and I, I didn't know what was going on, and God's good. I'm walking pretty good, ain't I? Yes. Glory be to God. To God be the glory. So I started having pain, and I'm like, what the heck is this stuff about? You know, and I went to the doctor, and she said, okay, yeah, it looks like you're hip. You need to go see an orthopedic surgeon. So the first guy I went and saw was a, a nurse practitioner for an orthopedic. And <laughs> he said, well, have you been in a, a car wreck lately? No. Do you drink a lot? No. <laughs> Under my breath, how dare you? Right. You know. He said, well, we usually only see this in people who have had those two experiences. I'm like quack I'm going somewhere else you know Misha I thought about that the other day we was talking I did go get a second opinion back then and the second opinion was no you know man sometimes if we look to them they're going to say no God can't God can't do it now granted this particular physician he said yes we can to clarify he said you know yes we can do surgery we can replace it but you're a little bit young and surgery's rough and I would just do anything to stop from having to do that. Now I know why I said that. You know, so at that time in 2018, it was a big fat no. I mean, we didn't even get to how much it was going to cost. The doctor said this really isn't a good idea. My personal care physician said, yeah, it, it's traumatic. You want to put that off as long as you can. So I just endured. I didn't know what else to do. You know, and I came up cross with you know i'm we're pentecostal we're charismatic <laughs> i was talking to a minister and you know i told him i was looking at having surgery and he said well i don't believe in that i believe in divine healing so i'm gonna pray against that that god would just divinely heal you well okay yeah i believe that way too but i still limp sorry <laughs> you know and uh it's like well okay and i tried to have an attitude of I will have arthritis it will not have me and until Jesus does something I mean what do we you know you kind you find yourself in these places between a rock and a hard place the answer has not came you believe for the answer but it just ain't there you know so I was like okay God well I will I'll just go on about my business I guess I'll just do it with the limp whatever you know and continued on and God didn't make me sick. 
God didn't make me wrong, although the issue was just a deformity of the bone. Um, God didn't do that. However, I did learn some things in that were, that were invaluable. So, and don't worry, I ain't going to fall. I told Pastor Ronda, I said, I might try and fake it and make everybody think that for effect, but yeah, I didn't think I could pull that off. Um, scripture says that Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord or, or whatever all night long. And when the angel saw that he was not going to overcome him, he socked him in his hip. It says in the socket of his hip. He socked him. And you can assume, you know, from that day on, Jacob limped, you know. He had a visible mark of an encounter with the Almighty. But what I learned from that was, and what the Lord showed me was, our hips are the center of our strength. They're the center of gravity. I remember, I think, I think Pastor was talking about Herschel Walker. He said, preacher holding that ball ain't hard you know it's something else but he also said if you watch and maybe they're unrelated but if you watch a football player they can do this with their arms you know and their feet can you know and they, but if you keep your eyes on the hips they're not going anywhere no matter what they do with their arms and legs they ain't going nowhere that their hips ain't going so if you focus on their hips you'll stay on them you know because it is the center of our being it's the center of our strength. The Bible talks about gird up your loins. That means this part. So with Jacob, he socked him in his hip to let him know it's not about your strength. It's about mine. And that's a tough place, you know, but he forever knew from that encounter that he had to lean on the Lord for the things that he needed to do. It wasn't about how convincing he was about things. I always... I tease people. I learned that from Pastor Hank. He'd say, I'm going to convince them to do this. <laughs> and he did very, very often with a smile and a wink. And uh, Jacob had to learn this ain't, about, this ain't about me. You know, he did his brother wrong and all this kind of stuff and then tried to do Laban wrong. And God had to show him this isn't about your strength. This ain't about you. Okay, so I learned that. Another thing I learned that I'll touch on a little bit more later, chronic pain. Chronic pain is nasty. I mean, it's until you've been through it, you don't really understand it the same way. You know, and I was like, man, I mean, so it, it, it's more understandable why people can get hooked on medications that normally wouldn't because... When it hurts a little bit, you take a little bit, maybe a little bit more. When it hurts a little bit more, you take a little bit more and then some. And it's a never-ending cycle that you follow with. So fast forward 2022. I mean, it, it's, it's just getting bad. I'm just like, okay, God, I, I don't know what to do. I know, here was my mindset. I know you can heal me. I have no doubt, but I'm not going to make it an idol you know in my mind probably if I was to be honest God's not too concerned I mean you got a limp it's okay you'll live rub some dirt on it. it's okay you know it's not like I have cancer I'm gonna die I mean 
We minimize his love for us when we think what is important and bothers us doesn't bother or is important to him. There's no big pains and no little pains to him. I mean, sometimes, you know, as a child, you're okay. Go on and go on and get up. But if they're bleeding, if their eyes roll back in your head, their head, you know, they're, all this kind of stuff. Okay, wow, you're really hurt. We're going to do something about that. You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes when we're really not hurt, we have to accept that. But when we really are hurt, it doesn't matter how big or bad it is. God cares. So I was kind of like, well, God, you, you can heal me whenever you want to. God, I want you to heal me. Yes, please heal me. But I'm not going to make it an idol. I'm just going to try and be about my business, your business, and go on with it. And whatever happens. You know, healing can be so tricky. You're like, some people get healed and some don't. And you're like, well, why? Well, what if I don't? Well, uh, well, I mean, it's not that bad. I just got a lamp. You know, I can live. I can live. It's not the Father's will. It's not. He uses a lot of things, but he wants us well. You know, and that's kind of, okay, I kind of missed that part a little bit. <laughs> when, so, let me back up a little bit. So, 2022, toward the end of the year, last year, I'm like, man, this just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take narcotics. I'm not going to, you know, as tempting as it is to use that little chair at Walmart to get the groceries, you know, maybe I'll go get me a, hey, uh, handicapped sticker. You know, I got medical proof. I'm broke, you know, y'all. I should get the front seat. You know, I resisted that and all that kind of stuff, but, it, but it's, okay, forget all that. I'm in pain, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm like, okay, well, I should, I should probably try and call the doctor. It was a big fat no last time. How, how often do we let no stop us, you know, from man especially? And so, I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, and I made an appointment with the guy that told me no to begin with, and then something happened, and I uh, Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to go. Missy said, did you ever schedule that appointment? Because I prompted it at that time. I said, yeah, but, you know, I gave her some kind of excuse. I don't know what it was, you know. So, you know, give it a few days, weeks. Well, then she felt she heard from the Lord, and I agree. She said, babe, you need to get this done now. You need to get this taken care of. Well, I, can we not come up with excuses when we're afraid that we're going to hear No. Well, no, Mr. Haggard, we still can't, we still can't fix it, you know. Um, so, I, okay, well, okay, after she twisted my arm real good for about a day <laughs> while we were shopping, I said, okay, okay, I'll schedule another appointment. I told Pastor Ron, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try again. It takes courage to pray for healing and not be healed and pray for healing again. It does. It's discouraging. God doesn't blame us. Why? Well, I tried that and it didn't work. Anybody been there, done that? Why try? I'm just going to get disappointed again. He, he loves me and I can live with this. It's not that bad. You know, it's okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I told Misty, I said, you know, if I was really cool, I'd act like I had swag instead of just limping, you know. I said, but I'm too lazy to try and act like I got swag. I just limp. <laughs> Pastor Rhonda says, well, have you heard of Dr. So-and-so in Chattanooga? I said, no, I haven't. Well, he, uh, 
he uh melissa he he uh he had worked on melissa's parents ron and becky had worked on brother giles and like, okay well this guy is and pastor ron says he's a believer too yeah. like oh okay well that's cool okay well maybe i can launch out there maybe i can try you know and we're on the <laughs> always being the the spiritual mother and pastor were driving down there my wife went with me you know because i wanted her to go and well she might help me not to back out at the last minute ah, i ain't gonna do this you know if i took her with me i knew i wouldn't do that <laughs> and so around the way she said well now pastor todd just keep an open mind I, okay i i will i will and we get in there and and i kind of lay it out for him and don't we isn't that how we do well this is how it went last time so i'm not real hopeful but even so, I'm still here. So, hey, you know. And, and in that kind of the way, unfortunately, we do the Lord. Well, God, if, if you could find it in your busy schedule, if, you know, if, it, it's, if it's not too much to ask, I mean, you know, instead of, God, I got a need. You know, so we went in. And, uh, I, I, you know, I kind of laid it out for him. Well, this is what they said, and this is what they said they can do, and... And I, I just kind of didn't see a point in having the injections and all this. I, I'm, I'm lazy. I ain't going to bother with all that. And he said, well, I agree. I wouldn't do it either. That's not going to fix things. You're, it's, the situation is just too bad. And so my wife said, well, I think, you know, she lists this and this and this and this and this. And, and he said, I agree with everything she said. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sunk. <laughs> he said, no, we can totally do this. You're too young not to have this done. These things are lasting for 30 years. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I instantly, instantly received hope that I could be healed. Jesus, yeah, I'm trusting you. But in the meantime, okay, well, then we'll look and see what a doctor has to say. I mean, one of the, one of the gospels was a doctor, Luke. He believes in doctors to do his work also, you know. And he said, oh, yeah, we can do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, and inside myself, I'm kind of like, still in disbelief. Yes? Okay, I wasn't really expecting yes. You know, we let, we let doubt and disappointment cloud what the Lord wants to do for us way too often. And I said, well okay um okay well i guess we'll go for it i don't know how we're gonna i don't know how this is gonna work i don't know how that's gonna work and the lord just consistently was making a yes 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 he knocked down this excuse he knocked this one down he knocked this one down he knocked this one down to the point have you ever got a prophetic word and they tell you you know when he's really specific it might be because it's going to be really bad and you just need to hear it real clearly he was doing things so yes so i'm like okay i hope there's not a bad end at the end of this because he has been so abundantly clear and obvious that he wanted this situation fixed i'm like this is kind of a little scary but his hand was on it i'm like well okay you know how am I going to pay for it? That got knocked down. How am I going to be off work? That got knocked down. Well, I got to get this paperwork in on time. That got knocked down. It was on her desk when I called her. I was just getting ready to turn it in. You know, and he just consistently was doing these things. But that first initial day 
I come in here and of course, as usual, I was stacking chairs. It's a Wednesday. I'm stacking chairs. I'm like, God, do you really want to do this this way? I mean, is this, is this really you? That's before things started falling in line. That was just after the initial yes. Sometimes we just need somebody in our life who will say, bless God, he can do it. Yes. Well, we need some hope to hold on to that we can say, okay, well, I, if he can, I guess I can hope. I can believe, you know, and, and I'm over here stacking chairs and I kind of start crying a little bit. You know, I'm like, you mean it's really going to be over, God? I don't have to deal with this anymore? Well, that would be pretty awesome. I mean, you know I love you and I'll do anything for you. I don't have to. And I got this over, I got such a strong feeling of the Holy Spirit saying, no, I need you well. I need you well. He's a good, good father. He wants us well. But in this day and hour, he needs us well. You know, a lot of people, a lot of the seasoned ministers and prophets feel that we are coming into the greatest revival that the church has ever seen, possibly right before the return of Christ. And that day, I'm, uh, the best way to describe what he dropped in my heart and spirit was almost like spiritual reveille. Reveille is, you know, was back in the day when they had army troops at the barracks and that kind of stuff, they would blow the trumpet of Reveille at 7 o'clock in the morning and everybody would muster and get ready for PT or for their, uh, their assignments and all this kind of stuff. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit says, was saying to me, this is so much bigger than you realize. And I, through praying, he was telling me, this ain't just about you. Okay, God, um, wow, I don't, I mean, and to this day, I still kind of don't exactly understand it. You know, when you're going to go to battle, you mobilize your troops. But scripture says that you count the cost beforehand. So if he wants to go into battle, he's not going to send you with a broke gun. He's going to send, you know, if you're going to go into battle, he's not going to send you with a, a bum leg necessarily, you know. Like, okay, God. And I very clearly felt that the Lord was telling me, tell my people, what can I heal for you? What have you been making excuses about? That is true, legitimate. It's the real deal. I got x-rays to show you. I was really broke. But what can I heal for you today? What healing can I start today? Okay, God. He said, because, you know, we've had prophetic words that his spirit is going to blow across here like the Red Sea. And he can use our brokenness. He can. But he'd rather just fix it and make us well. You know, it, it's noble to go ahead and limp to the glory of God. That, that's great and all. But he'd rather just heal us, you know, so that we are well and that he gets glory. So uh, I'm like, okay, God, well, you are going to heal me. Okay, well, let's go to John chapter 5. And hopefully this It's Jesus at the pool of Bethesda with the person who's laying there. Let's see. As I said, you know, 
sometimes we have legitimate hurts. It's not just us being a whiny baby, you know. We have real hurts that we don't know how to get around. We want to, we try to, we consistently try to, still don't know how. And in the story, it says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and eight years. Now the story was that, and I saw uh, Brother Perry had something really cool, that an angel of the Lord would go and stir the waters. And whoever was first in the water got healed. So when Jesus is talking to this guy, he says, you know, do you want to be well? Well, I do, but every time I go, somebody gets there first. Wasn't an excuse. He didn't get up and leave and go home and say, forget it. This isn't going to happen for me. He stayed there. He wanted to be well. He wanted to be healed. Jesus said, do you want to be made well? Well, wilt thou be made whole? Well, God, I can't get to the water. Or Jesus, I can't get to the water. See, he knew Jesus. He didn't quite understand who, that he was Jesus. We know he's just this guy from Nazareth who's talking to him kind of thing. He said, take up your bed and walk. Sometimes healing really is that easy. Physical healing can be harder and, and, and these kind of things. But sometimes we don't have so many physical issues as we do emotional and spiritual. Those kind of things are almost harder in a lot of ways. Because if, if you're downtrodden, your day stinks, your world stinks, your house stinks, your job stinks, everything stinks because inside you're hurting. Jesus said, okay, well, you're healed. Take up your mat and go. It was that simple. He wants us well. There is something in your life today that I am confident, either this or what I'm going to talk about here in a moment. Maybe you need to revisit healing again. Maybe you need to say, well, okay, like me. Well, the doctor was kind of, but maybe I'll go back and see again. I believe in this day and hour, right now with everything that is going on, he wants to start healing his kids because he's got something great coming on and he wants you to enjoy it as much as you can. I mean, how, what kind of a, how bad did it stink when you were sick and you had to stay in from recess and you watched all the other kids outside playing and having fun? Well, I got a sniffle, I gotta stay in, I can't, I might get cold. I mean, didn't that stink? Or, you know, if you had a broke leg, everybody else is having fun and you're there with your leg propped up on a pillow. Man, that looks like so much fun. You know, God wants us to enjoy the things that he's getting ready to do. And if that means healing us, then great. (laughs) Now, I believe there are things that he wants to heal or start healing today in many of our lives. Healing isn't always instant. I went four years, you know. We were watching that Nick Juvik. He said, I'll be healed. It might not be until I get to heaven, but I'll be healed one day. Matter of fact, and he even, we watched a video last night. He said, matter of fact, I even have a pair of shoes in my closet just in case he gives me legs before heaven. I mean, dude, that's faith. But maybe he started a healing and it feels like it's being delayed, stopped, or maybe just, you know, you're like, God, you began this work, but I don't know where we're at. I can tell you where I'm at. I'm broke, busted, and disgusted feeling. 
about what's going on. I'm tired. I, I believe in you. I know that you are working even though I don't see it. But right now, God, I'm just, I'm tired. I need some help. You know, and as far as the things that, friendly fire is a bad thing because, you know, we do it to ourselves and we do it to others sometimes. You know, you get in a situation and you do the right thing and you still get hurt. And you try to forgive and you want to move on. And it, it is still a process. You know, Pastor Billy was talking, I watched him on Johnny the other night. And he said, one of the things scripture says is the working of miracles. Jesus told the guy at the pool of Bethesda, okay, get up, take your mat, walk. The very same chapter, he tells the next guy, I believe, he spits on the mud and puts it on his eyes and he says, go and wash. There was a process in the healing. You know, so it doesn't always come instantly. And well, God, you said you were going to heal that relationship. Where are you at? I'm praying. I'm believing. I'm ready. Are you going to do it? Are, are you still working on it, God? Just, just checking, God. And maybe, I mean, I know you got a busy schedule and you might have forgot, but are you still working on this healing, Father? Because I'm trusting you and I'm working and I'm moving forward but there's still some brokenness here. Isn't that where we find ourselves a lot? You know, we're doing what we can, and he's promised it, and he's even deposited a word or something in our spirit to let us know, yes, I am doing this, but we're not there yet. Very difficult. The, the song, Torn Wells did a, does a song. Chris, if you want to come help me out <laughs> I'm circling the runway here. He does a song that says, you know, there'll be joy in the morning. And that's straight out of Psalms. Sorrow lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, and there's a line in there that says, if it's not good, then he's not done. Boy, that's a tough one sometimes. Are you sure, God, that you're not done and I just haven't missed it? Are you? Are you sure you're still working on that? Because from what I can see, it doesn't look too hot. You know, I'm, I'm trying to pursue healing on my side and, and these kind of things, but boy, it looks like a big old heap of mess on the other side. One of the things that, you know, as far as healing is concerned, you know, we can think well this is just my thorn in the flesh you know he said he was going to do it but he didn't he hasn't so maybe this is just my thorn in the flesh and I would say more often than not Satan's just lying to us I mean if you look at the things Paul had to go through to get that thorn in the flesh I, I don't live up to that I haven't come that far I'm not that holy um, I'm no I, I'm not there I think more often than not, we just accept less than God's best. You know, it, it, it's easy to just say, well, I don't know, Lord. Um, you know, and we just, we get tired of waiting and the struggle and the day in, the day out, the chronic pain. And, and we're just like, well, I guess it's there. I'll take on faith that you are good and that it's not done. But right now it doesn't look good. If that's where you're at, 
Holy Spirit wants to encourage you too. You can trust him with what he's doing. It may hurt still a little bit. It may not be what you think it was going to be. But we can still have faith and serve in the meantime. You know, I was, I was hoping Jerry was going to be here. Jerry is such an example. I've thought of him and Mama Linda too. So many times when I've had, you know, this cane. If you ever watch Jerry, Jerry had, I think it was a stroke, wasn't it? Jerry had a stroke. But when Jerry comes in, tell him we missed him today. He, he comes in and before he even sits down, he'll go and shake hands, you know. And he makes his way around the room and sometimes he don't even know where Ann's sitting at, you know. He has the joy of the Lord in spite of his difficulties and his issues, his infirmities, his lack of healing. Although, if you talk to him, he talks better than he used to. He's walking better than he's used to. He trusts the Lord and continues to serve and do what he can until the healing is complete and does it with joy. Maybe some of us just need a refill of joy. The word says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why do you think Satan wants us depressed and scared? Because if you ain't got the joy of the Lord, you're not his strength. You can't whip him like you can when you're full of God's spirit and you have joy and you know it's going to be okay. And you've spent time in your presence. And he looks, you know, Satan tries, and you just look at Satan and he's like, oh, okay, and I'm like, back up. You know, when we're down and depressed, we can't do that. Sometimes we just lose our joy. Let's stand. I didn't use half of this, but that's okay. Uh, let's just close your eyes. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. If you want to do that, that's great. I'm this between you and the Lord. You're here, and you have something, some healing that you want done today, or you want to get started today make your request known unto the Lord because he's in the mood to heal maybe he started the healing process and you're, you're trying and you're being faithful but you're tired and you're worn out and maybe you've lost your joy he has joy for you today let's pray Father, I thank you that you are so consistent with what you do. That, Father, even when we think healing is out of our reach, out of our grasp, that maybe it's not a concern of yours. It is. We just have to listen to you and hear you and know how important our healing is to you. So, Father, I ask that for those who need it, that that impartation of your spirit that you gave me that, that day, when you told me, yes, I want to do this, that you would pass that along to them, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the name of Jesus, that you would pass that on and that you would begin a good work today, right now. And Father, if it's somebody that has started a good work and it just maybe the process has gotten hard and, and we don't necessarily see you, Father, that there would be an infilling of joy in the hearts of your children to go back out and get them just like the, the coach who said, all right, go get him. Father, that you'd fill us with joy again anew, that we could go out there and tackle this world, tackle that issue, 
that when you give us the call, we can say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. In your son's name we pray, amen.